You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. I think that, that it drives me crazy. There was a culture, I don't think it's as pronounced now, but it's still around of that idea of almost like this whole like, oh, fuck the client, the client's so stupid. Oh, you mean the people who fucking pay your bills? Those people are the worst. The people who send you money through the interwebs like magic. Oh yeah, they're so fucking awful. They have the audacity to ask you like, hey, how's the project going, right? Like, of course it can be annoying. You're working on some big projects and like, you know, you're like, hey, it's gonna take four weeks. And after a week, they're like, hey, can I see updates? Can you show me anything? You know, that's annoying. And you know, you yeah. handle like, hey, hey, no, you can't, right? Um, like you're like, hey, it's going well, but I don't wanna show you anything right now. Like you have to trust me, like that's part of our process. Um, but the idea of like that clients are like, like, you know, the whole fuck your client attitude, I, I cannot stand. So going back to, to being successful, I just think everything we do, almost everything, you're almost always a service business, whether you're like the CEO of a large publicly traded corporation, you're still in the service business, right? You still have, you have stakeholders, you have customers, and you have people that you're serving, but we're all serving somebody. We're all in the service business. And so you need to be the best at service and then fulfillment that you could possibly be. So good communication, professional, on time, like, um, you know, showing up when you're supposed to show up, doing what you say you're going to do over deliver, right? What's so wonderful when you go to a nice restaurant and they bring you a free dessert at the end, you're like, Oh, how nice is that? Right? Like, you know, you're like, Oh no, I don't want dessert. Like, well, here's like a little, you know, some chocolates or some truffles or you're like, Oh, that's so nice. Right. Do that for your clients. You're like, Hey, you asked for five emails. So there they are. Plus I decided to write you two more. Here they are. Right. Do shit like that. Like, wow, people over deliver. Um, and, and I just was thinking about it again today. I was telling you right before we started about somebody who, who, kind of like had a crappy interaction with somebody on my team who we were hiring as a, like a freelancer and I messaged him with unsolicited advice. But I just was thinking if, if like all the freelancers out there just actually really like, it, there's like five things to do. And it, like, there's not a lot of things. If you actually like did the, the, the very basic stuff, like, well, like yeah. you would almost all of them could would probably be making two to three times more money per year than they're making right now. And those things aren't even skill related. So again, Fulfillment, become the best in the world at whatever it is you're, you're doing, whatever, you know, whether it's, a, and, and if you're a business owner, same thing, like make your product the best in the world. And then, you know, the customer service, become the best in the world, world class customer service, no matter who you are, or what you do. If you just do th- those two things, I swear to you, you'll be so far ahead of 99% of your competition. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I love that point, which is customer service. Um, my background, I was a customer service manager. Um, and I find that a lot of people that, just do very well in in the industry, have a little bit of some kind of service business or customer service background where they did like call center stuff or sales stuff right at the beginning of the career. And it's something that you have to bring with you later on. Like when I talk to a customer now, even though, you know, maybe they're not doing very much volume or whatever, I still treat them like, you know, they're important and I make sure that I follow up with them and, and stuff like that. Like we have to keep service levels to a certain point. Why, why would anybody want to work with me if I'm just being a jerk? You know what I mean? And I find a lot of people right now is like, Oh, well, I'm worth this and I'm worth that. And it's great. Cause I mean, so I interview some writers too. And sometimes I'm like, so what's your rate? They tell me their rate. And I'm like, why should I pay you that? And they, they can't answer. And I'm like, well, 
No, you know, so when, especially when you're, you're in a gig type of economy, it's like, you have to proof is in the pudding. Like, tell me I wrote this for that merchant processor and they got like X amount conversion on that ad or, or whatever. Great. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. But if you've never written for my niche and you're coming to me and you're, you're, you're telling me you're going to charge me 1500 bucks for a blog post, that's a thousand words. Well, no, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, tell me why I would pay that much for, for something, you know, benign as like a, a blog post. So, um, it's, it's good to hear that side of the coin. Cause I, I do feel like a lot of people are, are maybe, um, overextending themselves in terms of like, you know, what they are. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to misrepresent myself too. I, I, I also feel like sometimes I'm like, you know, like that, that imposter syndrome. Sometimes when I give people my rates, I like, I, like I tighten up like one second before. Um, but at the same time, we also have to keep in mind, like if, if you're looking to break out, let's say you're a health writer and you go into somebody that, you know, talk to somebody that has a finance product, well, maybe you bring your price down. Maybe you, you, you change your stuff up, or maybe you double up your work so you can prove that, yeah, I'm, I'm a good health writer, but I also, you know, I can deliver on this. So, um, that's a, a really interesting point. And I'm happy that, that you said that, cause I, I see a lot of these discussions and it, it makes me chuckle as a business owner. Cause I'm like, you know, money's not growing on trees. I work my ass off, you know, so I don't, I'm not going to pay you just cause you tell me that's what you're worth. You know, that's fucking stupid. Like just, you know, pro- prove it, prove it. So that's, that's the, 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 the point of that is prove it. Uh, yeah. I'm going to like completely shift focus. And this is just, again, uh, I read a lot of your stuff on social media, emails and all that. And I'm, I'm curious curious about the stuff that you were saying. I think it was like, must've been around Christmas time. So, but it's stuck in my head. So that's good. That's proof, proof that your, 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 your stuff is working on me. Uh, you were talking about like live selling, uh, how it's like becoming a trend and stuff like that. So I'm kind of curious, kind of pivoting from copywriting and pivoting from, from this, t- the, the, the topics we just discussed, but literally offer owners and people who are selling like right now we have a very traditional model. You know, you write a long form sales copy, you do a VSL, you have a couple of upsells and so forth. How do you see that model changing? And, you know, and, and obviously if you can give me your thoughts on live selling. Totally. Yeah. So around Christmas time, I took a couple of weeks off, which was very, it wasn't like a full on, how do I say this? I took time off from like, from all the stuff I normally do basically. And instead of that, I was like, spent a ton, ton of time with my family, but then also I spent time like reading and thinking and, and stuff like that, which was so magical. And uh, as I was doing that and going through just, just both like tons of books, but also, um, you know, like different websites I was interested in. So like, you know, VentureBeat, TechCrunch, um, and then, like I read the Wall Street Journal and just like all these different like entrepreneur, Forbes, Fortune, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I kind of started to see like I'd read one thing about live streaming, live stream selling before that, and kind of like was in the back of my mind. But then I started seeing it coming up more and more and more. And basically, we're talking like live stream selling. We're talking kind of QVC style of selling, but done on Facebook Lives or Instagram Lives, or Amazon is like beta testing a platform for it. Or um, now there's a bunch of third party platforms as well. So like where you go on, you know, you're talking with your tribe, you're selling products. You say you have like 500 of them, like you know you're you like you actually sell live people can buy as you're going and you're really just doing this kind of like qvc type of selling through live streaming it's really you know at its essence there's variance but that's sort of what it is at its essence um you know like, okay yeah that's kind of interesting and they're like yeah totally it's 65 billion dollar a year business in china and they're just fucking crushing wow. it with it and it's projected to be like a 330 billion dollar a year industry in the u.s by like 2023 or something stupid like that wow. and you're like oh shit i should probably pay attention I'm not, the, the, the China one's pretty much 100% active. The US one, I'm not, I can't, I was 330. So it was some crazy number that's supposed to be in the US. Yeah. Um, and so, 
Yeah, and it makes sense because really, I think we're at a place where people crave authenticity, community, and um, you know, they want like interactions, things that are interactive. They don't like static. I, I think like, you know, the road of so much of the, the road of marketing used to be static. Like uh, we, we, we talked about direct response and online being different. We talked about TV ads being static because you're at home, you're watching the ads going on. You know, you can't really respond to it except for if you go buy a Ford and like next time you're buying a new car because you saw all those <laughs> Ford ads, right? You're like, great. Um, but in reality, like we said, like with the internet, you could get feedback you know, with your ads and you could optimize stuff. So it sort of felt like, oh, that's better, but it wasn't really, you weren't having a true conversation. And then it's like, oh, on social media, you're having a kind of like Gary Vaynerchuk comes out with jab, jab, hook or whatever. And it's like having conversations. You're like, yeah, but then you're not really selling. You're like, you're building up goodwill and you're like building up your brand. But I think that the, the algorithm of all of this comes into like the idea of, of live stream selling and things like that, where you're going live you're having conversations with consumers and customers, you're building relationships, you're being real, authentic and vulnerable, and you're selling your product and you're telling the story. So, so it's copywriting galore, right? You're still storytelling, you're storytelling you know, about you and your experiences, about this product, about how it came to be made, you're telling stories about the ingredients, um, and then you're doing call to actions. You're like, all right, we've only got 150 left, you know, click below and buy right now. Um, and it's, I know other brands, funnily enough here in the US who have kind of done it, like accidentally and had tons of success, but it's just not a big thing here yet. Um, and I really think it will be. So I am wanting to do it with my own sort of team. Like we've talked with a few people. Um, I'm doing so many things that it's one of those pain in the ass where it's like, oh God, I wanna, like I'm going full steam with this. And it's like, yeah, actually I've got like 20 other things, so I'm not, but I really think there's no agency. There's no, you know, somebody's gonna come in and just own that space really hard. Yeah. Maybe it's like Guthrie Ranker type thing and create like a billion dollar company. Um, so if any of you who watch this do that and start to get momentum, let me know so I can invest in you. It'd be great. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just, I heard about that and you know, that we see so much on social media. So for me to actually remember something, I was like, man, that's, that's actually, I, I, I started talking about it to, to just people. I was like, man, I, you know, it's, it's definitely where it's at. Like people want to interact people, the whole influencer model, you know, you, you know how many times I've bought something because like, I don't know, uh, Ariana Grande put it on her hair and I was like, Oh man, her hair looks great. I'm going to buy it. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> so I mean, it's just the next step to that. So it's, it's, uh, I mean, I would love, I would love to see what you do in that space and, uh, and, and how I'm, I'm sure you're going to crush it, but you know, any ventures that you have, um, I'm curious to know, you know, if you're live selling and like, this becomes a thing, where do you see copywriting and all this? Like, are copywriters going to write the copy for the person to read? Do you think it's going to be that scripted or you think it's going to be like off the cuff and like, where's it going basically? Yeah, I think that it'll be both. I think you'll have people who just feel so much more comfortable with the script. And so they'll have like a more scripted approach and then hopefully still go off script some. So obviously copywriters are writing that. Um, and then I think even if like they aren't writing the full script, I think I can see that copywriters still storyboarding kind of like, like, like here's like the points we're going to talk about here are the different segments, but then here you're gonna tell stories and helping, you know, as consultants, right? Helping the person who's in your life to draw out the stories, to draw out the talking points, to kind of list them out for them. Um, okay. You know, I, I think that's all the, the purview and domain of copywriters still. So I actually think there's a ton of crazy opportunities for copywriters um, in that space moving forward. Hope you found today's session valuable. If you have any questions for me or just wanna connect, 
please feel free to visit my website, mariasparagis.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-S-P-A-R-A-G-I-S.com. I'd love to hear what you're working on. So drop me a line on any hot button issues your business is experiencing. And remember, don't worry about failure. You only have to be right once.